Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 92 of the Travel Mission podcast, where we talk about all things travel, Disney, and more. Now, we're taking a quick break from our Where Should I Eat in Walt Disney World series because Christina just got off an amazing cruise, and she's got seven tips for cruising with toddlers. So, let's go. All right, guys, we got the three amigos back in the house for this insightful episode. But before we dive in, tell us what birthed this episode in your mind, Christina. Why why are we even talking about this today? So we are talking about this because I did recently go on a cruise with my child and I had more messages and questions than I've ever had before from other agents, um, clients of mine who are cruising or about, you know, or who are about to cruise with toddlers, asking me for all the tips and what we ate and what we did and what we liked and what we didn't like. So I said, you know what? Let's do seven tips for cruising with toddlers. And that's it. That's how, that's why we're here. Brilliant. I'm excited. <laughs> so, so tell us about that cruise first. What would, what'd you guys do? Where'd you guys go? Length? Was it a good cruise for toddlers? <laughs> I thought you yeah, were just so, saying, was it a good cruise? I was like, I hope it was good. <laughs> it was a perfect, it was amazing. It was such a great cruise. We went on um, Royal Caribbean's Oasis of the Seas. It was a three night. It had a sea day and then a perfect day at Coco Cay. Um, because it was our, it was Elias's first cruise, um, who was two and a half. Uh, so obviously he could not cruise before COVID. And then COVID happened right when he was six months and he can cruise. Um this was his first cruise. So we so we wanted to do a short just to, you know, test the waters a little bit, no pun intended. Um and it and it was great. We could have definitely done a five night, seven night or longer, I honestly think. Mm. Um, Is what about, that one of your tips that you should choose a three night before you do any of the other it's longer not, ones? Or did you feel like that was just our personal choice because because just we we weren't sure he's never done it before. We don't know if he was going to be the type of child to be seasick or what, you know, we just, mm. we didn't know. So we wanted to just go with a, a shorter, a short Caribbean itinerary just, just to see. So we did, um, we did our first family cruise in 2019 on Royal Caribbean. We did the independence, which I loved that ship. It was a great kind of in between size, not quite as big as the yes. Oasis class, but it was great. I loved it. But we had a five-night itinerary, which mm. I, I kind of felt like was a great sweet spot, you know? Like, with kids, it can be, you know, seven mm -hmm. can be a long time, right? But yeah, I loved yep. the five-night because it gave us two sea days. So you got two days to really know the ship mm -hmm. and do all of that. And then we had two days in port, which was great. So, um, yeah, I think... I think definitely trying something shorter than seven for your first time is probably good, you know, just to mm -hmm. kind of figure it out. Yeah. And Mason was three at the time and he did great. Honestly, it was Jack, our oldest, who got a little bit motion sick and seasick on the last night. So, um, but yeah, no, that's great. Great point. And I think, yeah, I think all of us have done a cruise with toddlers because we took Emsley actually she was seven months on her first cruise. We went. Wow. We we broke all the rules that you guys are just talking about. We did wow. seven nights in Alaska for her first cruise. That's like right after uh, they're barely on. Right. We barely made the cut because we had planned the cruise before we found out we were having her, and then we were like, "Oh, good, we can still go on this cruise." So yeah, we we learned a lot from that one as well. 
But <laughs> sweet Emsley, she's already been on that and a Disney cruise, so she lives a, a privileged life. Well, she's killing it. That's amazing. All right, let's get into these these uh, seven tips for cruising with All toddlers. Right. Christina, why don't you give so, us number one since you're the master? Sure. So number one, I'm going to start from the beginning and it's going to be before your trip. So you need to schedule out your trip beforehand. Um, at least think, at least plan out what you think your trip is going to look like. If you have any dining reservations or um, any sort of shore excursions or if you have time um just for mom and dad to have time together, you know, what times you would maybe want to send your child to the kids club, that kind of stuff. I, I think you should schedule out beforehand, come up with a little itinerary, um, kind of to piggyback off of that. Make sure you check in prior to sailing also, because that'll save you a lot of time on embarkation day. That's great. I would even add to that in the pre-cruise section, I would say pick a ship and pick a sailing that's going to be more toddler friendly. And mm-hmm. that's not to say, like some people think, oh, Disney Cruise Line is the only cruise line I would take my toddlers on. That's not true at all. Royal and even Celebrity have different pros for bringing your toddler. So I was so curious that you guys did o- o- Oasis class as your first one for Elias, especially with a three night that that almost overwhelms me to try to think of how can I <laughs> encapsulate an oasis glass in three nights. Um, but was, was there something that made you choose one or the other to lean Royal for their, for his first cruise? Um, I don't know. Well, if I'm being honest, I won, <laughs> I won a Royal cruise a couple <laughs> years ago. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so it's just so happens to, I finally took it two years later. Um, and it just so happened to be the, love you know, it. That's that was my honest answer, but I mean, I'm loyal to Royal. I think they are my number one. Um, we go on our first Disney cruise as a family later this year, so I'll let you know. But it was Ooh, amazing. Comparison I, I think, episode. Yeah, I think um, Royal Caribbean is great for the multi generational family and the multi generational trip. The grandparents can do what they want to do, the parents can do what they want to do, and the kids can do what they want to do. One of the things that I really like about um, Royal Caribbean that Disney isn't offering right now, Disney Cruise Line, I mean, is that their nursery. So their six to 36 month program is actually open. Um, it's yep. limited space. I'll get into that. But that is one huge, huge perk of sailing with Royal, especially if it was just the three of us. So like we had no grandparents, we had no help other than um, than the kids club. Yeah, that's that's a big deal when you're planning, like you said, when you're planning out your schedule to know that that's an option. So you might go, oh, let's do a specialty dining for one night as a date night and to have the option of the Younger Kids Club. That's great. All right. What's tip number two? Tip number two um, is now embarkation day. So I would pack snacks and activities for that day because it can be a little long. Um, There's testing at the port and you have to wait for results when you have um, a younger unvaccinated child. And um, you just don't know what the lines are going to be like and what the crowds are going to be like. So just try to curb your expectations a little bit and, you know, bring the snacks, bring the activities, bring the things that are going to help that process be a little bit quicker. Um, And definitely checking in on the app prior to sailing is going to make that process a little bit smoother. That's great. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a great and tip in general. Just the, I know we've talked about this, I think, before, but 
that embarkation day, having a bag with your bathing suit or whatever you think you might need, medications, you know, because you're checking your your luggage at the curb and you're not going to see it until they drop it off at your room. You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> you, know, you know, even once you get on the ship after the, you know, the testing and the check-in and the all of that, you know, just to have, if you do have a toddler, what are they going to need, you know, before you get to your room and unpack is a, is a great yeah. thought. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The diapers, the wipes, all of that, you know, band-aids just in case right. that just in case bag is definitely necessary in general for cruising that's a great cruise tip tim just because you want to you know be prepared for like if you want to go in the pool and you know maybe pack a bathing suit or something like that yeah one of our go-to's is this is a pro pro tip the <laughs> vitamin c lollipops i don't know where mckenzie gets these i think they sell them on amazon but they're basic they any child would think it's a lollipop and that they're getting a treat but it's actually like a little dose of vitamin c in a lollipop. So it entertains them for a long time because they have to suck on it. So that's a great pro tip. All right, number three. Mc, I'm, before Ooh, I even go to number three, I think Mackenzie has the best snacks. Always. The best activities. Always. always. I mean, she is Mary Even Poppins. for me. <laughs> that charcuterie in her she's purse. The best. She, she's got the she's got the turkey sticks ready to go. The she turkey does. pepperoni. I reached out to her about her turkey sticks, and I and I buy them now too. I mean, seriously, brilliant. Um, they're they're uh, three six or whatever that is. Whole thirty turkey sticks. They're yeah. Great. <laughs> um, all right. So tip number three, and this is kind of funny. It's a backstory now, but I post my husband and I pre cruise were debating whether or not we should purchase an umbrella stroller because we have a large infant yep. travel system stroller that just takes up a lot of room. And I was saying, yes, we need to buy this stroller. And of course, the husband is always like, no, we don't need to buy anything. <laughs> um, so I went to the Travelmation uh, internal agent Facebook group and I said, what would you guys do? And most people said, bring the stroller. And I did, and I could not imagine our time without a just an easy, yep. compact umbrella stroller. It doesn't need to be expensive. Yep. It can if it, you know, the really expensive ones you can literally fold up in one hand. I mean, it can be whatever yep. you want it to be, but bring an umbrella stroller. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It was easy yeah, to we store brought in our, the room, too. We brought our double stroller, and that was a mistake. <laughs> Even though it fit... <laughs> It was just so cumbersome the entire trip. So I, I salute tip number three, and I would highly recommend bringing an umbrella. Especially on the Oasis They're class. Like 25 bucks. You know, if you're going from oh, one yeah. end oh, to man. the other, that's a haul. So, Well, in our room, I mean, if you follow me on social media, you know, it's now in my cruise highlights. It was beautiful. Um, but it was all the way forward, right? was literally forward. We were right under the bridge. But it was such a cool view. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, that view was but stunning. Yeah. But yeah, that was so lots cool. Lots of walking. It was really fun to watch. Yeah, but we yeah when we were at aft and we realized <laughs> that we had to go all the way forward, we were like, oh, midship yep. next time. Yep. <laughs> yep. Definitely. Well, and midship is great too. I know this is you know general cruise tips, but like you were saying, when you don't know if they're going to be seasick or not, midship mid deck mm -hmm. always the best spot to be if you want to avoid seasickness. So maybe that's a a, a bonus. Bonus tip. Tip. tip three and a half. There we go. Tip 3.5. Right in the middle. <laughs> That's right. That's right. In the mid, the right. mid ship, if you will. Um, okay. So number four, when you get onto your ship, go to the kids club ASAP 
and reserve your space. Space is limited. Um, Sometimes the hours are limited. So like, for example, on this specific sailing, they only let us book something 24 hours in advance. And then um, more hours would open up as the cruise went on. So for the, um, I think it was called Adventure Ocean Babies and Toddlers, literally is what the name of it was. Um, They only had eight children at a time. So when you're on a four, five, 6,000 person ship, eight spaces yep. at a time is really, wow. it's, it's very limited. So we literally got on the boat and we ran, we ran there and we reserved our space because we already had our schedule in ta- you know, in hand saying, mm. okay, we have dinner this night and we wanted, you know, we want to you you guys know, did, carve off these did hours. Did you do the chef's table? We did. Yeah. We did that on the last so night. So Elias wasn't going to that, so... No, (laughs) no, that's awesome. He's not allowed at that. Yeah. Which I did learn that you have to be vaccinated to do um, both hibachi and the chef's table because you're in close quarters, which um, Mm. that actually ended up being an issue because we had hibachi scheduled for the three of us one night and they called Mm -hmm. uh, the restaurant called a couple hours before and said, hey, is your son vaccinated? We're like, no, he's two. Um, and they said, okay, well, you can't eat here. And it was kind of a thing. Yep, I, remember I definitely the text went message. to I went to guest services and um They found you guys something, they right? Were, they found us another specialty restaurant yep. that we could eat at. Yep. Yes. That's good. That's a good tip to so. know. So <laughs> But that and I think that's hardest, gonna change soon. Yeah. yeah. It it very well could. I think that's the hardest thing. The kids club, the kids reservations. I get so much pushback on this from clients because they're very similar to planning a Disney trip. You don't always know where you want to be every hour of the cruise. And so it's not about knowing every single minute of the cruise, but at least know the things that are important to you. So for instance, you said chef's table is important to us. So we at least know we're going to get that kids club spot secured. Because right. even with Disney, you can pre-book those nursery times. And so you're talking about before you're even on the ship trying to figure out where you're going to be when. Yep. And I get it because I love to have a spontaneous driven vacation too. But sometimes when you have those toddler sailings where you have certain things you want to get done, you just tip number one, you got to schedule out your trip beforehand. For sure. Yeah, it, it definitely came in handy. We're both planners and it definitely just worked out. So... And I do, I do think Disney now just announced that their um, at least the older one, the three and up club, is more flexible. Didn't that just change? I think so. Yeah. Like you don't have to reserve it in hour and a half time blocks. Yeah, I believe so. That was within the last week and a half or two. So yeah, hot, hot news. news. Now, Christina, I what, will say. What were you going to say, buddy? I was going to say transitioning to point number five. I'm reading ahead. I think this is a pro tip even if you're not with a toddler. So go ahead and lay it this on us. This is an Elrod pro <laughs> That's tip. That's right. In life in general. This <laughs> tip right here. Many, many of these tips actually apply to Tim. You know, make sure you have your <laughs> snacks, plan out the trip beforehand. Correct. <laughs> Gotta leave early. Don't get hangry. quick. That's right. Don't get hangry. <laughs> Don't get left behind. Yeah, so my <laughs> Tim and my I are tip, toddlers. Yeah. For sure. For sure. My tip number five is get off first thing in the morning at ports. Um, and this is royal specific, but Coco K especially. Yeah. So you when you have a young child, really there are only a couple places you can go. Um, Splash Away Bay, which is where we wanted to be. 
um, which had seating around it. Obviously limited seating. They had adorable like little Adirondack chairs with a couple tables and an umbrella. And like we wanted one of those spots. We were at the gangway at 745. It was to the point where they were like, you can't even stand here. You need to go to the promenade and like hang out for 15 (laughs) minutes. Uh, We can't let you be here. So we did. And then when at eight o'clock, they let us off. It was amazing. And we were the only people at Splash Away Bay. We got the exact table and chairs we wanted. And, you know, so the other thing I'm going to say about getting off first thing in the morning um, at just at any port, you know, when you're on a toddler schedule, you're going to have lunch, you know, you're going to do your thing in the morning, have lunch, take a nap. Um, So do your thing in the morning, get off the boat at 8am if that's when they open the gangway and go to St. Thomas or do whatever you're going to do, do the beach. And then you can come back and have lunch on the boat and then take a nap on the boat. So you get that port experience in your first Mm. half of the day. Yep. Yep. That's great. Casino's not open then anyway. Get off the ship. <laughs> That's right. Get off the ship. Well, and when we went, um, this was not our family cruise. This was the Travelmation cruise in 2019 on the Mariner. But mm-hmm. when we, I was just, I had never been to Perfect Day before. So I was just so excited to get off the ship, you know? So we were off early. But what, I forget the name of the pool area towards the back that we all kind of Oasis Lagoon where we hung out and it has the swim up bar and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Oasis Lagoon. But that part specifically had the lounge chairs in the water. Oh yeah. And those were a hot commodity that I didn't even realize. And we grabbed them and then it was just like people flocked there and then they were gone. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it's a great, a great tip, you know, get out there, get your spot, you know, and then enjoy the day. So And then this tip is two-sided because once you do get back on the ship at 12 or whatever, everyone is still off. Correct. So you have the ship to yourself. So you have an empty ship. So if you want to have lunch on the ship, you can. Yeah, because I remember we did did pool slides on the ship that day because we got back on early and they were dead. There was no line. And so we were like, oh, let's go do those now because every, the rest of the trip, they were, it was crazy. So... Yeah, that Disney one worked best out. best time to ride the aqueduct, same thing. Yep, port day. Absolutely. And Castaway Key, I would assume it's a fight for spots yep. over there also. Same thing. Family Beach. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I would say if you can swing it in either of those cases, go for the cabana. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you can do it in your concierge for Disney or if you're able to do it for Castaway or um, Coco Key, then it is well worth just having your own kind of private space you can hang out in during the day, but especially with toddlers. Well, yeah, and mm-hmm. it's worth looking mm-hmm. into because especially, you know, if even if you're like have different age kids and some want to do the water park, you know, those water park cabanas include like wristband for admission. And by yeah. the time mm-hmm. you calculate that plus the cost of the cabana and the the convenience and the service, like it's well worth it. So... A hundred percent. My clients tip. just did it. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> tip tip five and a half. That's All right. right. Number six. <laughs> All right. We love six. giving bonus, bonus tips. tips. That's right. Toddler yeah. parents want bonus tips. That's right. They need it. <laughs> so tip number six is quick service and main dining are good options actually for quicker food service. So main dining room, they are just pumping it out. I mean, they know yeah. that you're, you know, you want to eat, you want to go to the show, whatever, and they have a, a system. So if your toddler needs something in their stomach, 
go to the pizza place or go to main dining. And I like main dining because they're a little bit interactive with the kids. Um, those, those waiters, not serving staff, like they're, they're great. You know, they make, they do, they can do the tricks with you at the table and they always bring you a bowl of fruit and like, they try to make it a little bit more fun for the kids as well. This, yeah, this is hugely important because every cruise I'm on, it doesn't matter the cruise line. Main dining is just notoriously slow. And so just remembering that you have the quick service option available at almost all times because it's a cruise and you'll never be hungry on a cruise. That is just, it's so important to remember because your kids, if they get hangry and it's like when you're cold, you know, like you're trying to get hot, it's better just to stay room temperature. If you can just kind of keep your kids constantly a little full, don't let them get hangry. It's going to save your entire cruise. For sure. And we learned something, and this is going to be a, a big tip, six and a half, um, that there is a sweet spot in main dining. I don't know if this would work for Disney, but it did work for Royal Caribbean. Um, we had a later nap that day, and our five five thirty was our time for dining. We didn't end up getting there until about 6.10. Mm-hmm. They still sat us because obviously your table is your table. And um, the server actually said, 610 is the sweet spot for 530 mm. dinner because you're not Ooh. going in at the same time as everyone else. You'll get your food faster. Um, you know, I can tend to you more because everyone else is starting to finish up their meal from 530. It's good to know. That is a great tip. Wow. I, I need that tip because I always am antsy Me too. at main dining. Yeah. I'm ready to leave yep. by the time that you're in like bringing out the bread and we're, we've are we been there for 30 minutes. <laughs> So that's, (laughs) I will always remember that tip from now on. Yep. Try Um, going to your 5.30 at 30 minutes, 40 minutes later. Perfect. And, and kind of going back to even scheduling, I just, I love how we're building off of these, but when you (laughs) said main dining, like most families, you're going to pick the 5.30 time slot, whether it's Royal, Disney, whatever cruise line, that just tends to flow better with a family schedule. And so if that's the case, it's another huge incentive for booking early, right? Because as if you're booking in the last three months before the sailing, you may think, oh, maybe I'll get better pricing if I wait until closer to the cruise. Typically with Disney, A, that's not true. (laughs) But most cruise lines lately, the further out you book, the better rate you're getting. And the further out you book, the more likely you are to get main dining, which is what you I, I would say you absolutely want as a family Correct. with young right. kids. The first time, yeah, the first time, early dining. Uh, so five, yeah, usually it's five five thirty. Yep, absolutely. Huge tip. That one definitely sells out. I would say, especially on the Disney. Oh yeah, that's a the big Disney deal. Disney cruises. That one sells out pretty quick, quickly. So. Yep. Book early. Book Book now. All right. Final tip. (laughs) Book today. Number seven. What do we got? Final tip. And we say this all the time when we talk about Walt Disney World trips. Just manage your expectations. um, But understand and expect your child's, your toddler's schedule to be off. I mean, it, we were having, we were doing later nap times. Um, Elias was up the first night of the cruise. We watched a 1030 show. Oh my gosh. Um, wow. And he was awake and he was <laughs> dealing with it. And he had actually skipped nap that day because he was just so excited to be on a big boat. I mean, and he yeah. was obviously driving the boat with the view we had. Um, nice. So yeah, he skipped a nap and 
he was at a 1030 show, no problem. So just, ex- wow. you know, it may just expect that they may have their tantrums and that their their schedule is going to be off. Go with the flow as best as you can. And it'll be a great trip. That's awesome. That's a good tip. Piggybacking on this one, I think time zone mapping and planning is very important for toddlers. So specifically, like if you're on East Coast time like us and you're planning an Alaskan cruise, go to Seattle, go to Vancouver, wherever you're sailing out of at least a night or two before, Mm -hmm. because that's going to help your toddler. I mean, that was a four hour time difference. So if you think about your toddler who's very regimented with their schedule, as most of them are, all right, I go to bed at seven. All of a sudden, seven has turned into 11, and that's just, or three, or whatever, whichever way it goes in your mind. But it it jacks up their entire schedule with the time zone that you're in. So think about that. If you're coming from the West Coast to the East Coast for a cruise, if you're going from the East Coast to the West Coast for a cruise, plan out days to adjust to those time zones. And typically they say the rule of thumb is give it a day per hour that you're adjusting. So if you're, I mean, don't That's go to your lot. cruise four, four days in advance, but <laughs> it's going to take you four days to adjust to a four-hour time difference. Yeah, and so yeah let me just go to my Mediterranean cruise six days, yeah. <laughs> six days early. Just extend it a little bit. Fine. That's fine. Fine. Perfect. That's, a, that's so, a lot. Those are great tips, that. though. Those are great tips, yeah. man. Yeah, oh, that's super Thanks. helpful. Brilliant. It's what the people so wanted. That's right. That's what <laughs> it is. It's what the people wanted. It's what the people from South Florida needed, and we gave it to gave them. It to so, them. if this is an episode you feel like would be helpful for a friend that's about to go on a cruise, is looking to plan a cruise, is about to have a toddler, share this episode with them, and hopefully, it will help add value and make their trip a little more stress free. So, we love you guys. We will see you next week on the Travel Mission Podcast. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of the Travel Mission Podcast. Listen, if you had a great time listening, felt like you got some good travel tips, go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss an episode every single week. Also, feel free to share these episodes. If you have friends going to these destinations that need a little help, go ahead and share or tag your favorite Travel Mation agent. And if you really want to love on us, leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. It would mean so much to our team and just continue to help us do better serving you. Thanks so much.